It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome into the morning, a slightly chilly morning. It's it's not that cold here, Sessie, but it's pretty cold, 46 degrees. So if you're heading out, make sure that you bring a jacket with you. Uh, but we are going to warm things up with some conversation here this morning. And I want to thank everybody that came out to North Providence last night. I know there were some listeners of the show out there. And uh, there was a capacity crowd at the Union Free Library in North Providence and as seen, I should say, uh, also on the TV show Kindred Spirits, because that library that I was at last night is haunted. So we uh, we watched a little bit of that Kindred Spirits episode as we were letting everybody file into the library and get a seat. And Stephanie, the librarian over there, did a great job. She had coffee and treats and everything out for everybody. And so, uh, you know, we watched a little Kindred Spirits before we got going. Get in the mood, you know. And uh, I'll be tonight, I'll be in Bridgewater at the Bridgewater Library, Bridgewater proper. I, I was at West Bridgewater already earlier this season. Uh, I think I've spoken at East Bridgewater before, but not this year. Uh, but I'll be at the Bridgewater Public Library this evening at 6 p.m. if you want to come out and hear me talk about the ghosts of the Bridgewater Triangle. So that should be a lot of fun. Also, making progress on the... Listener, meet and greet, having everybody get together. I think we've secured a venue. I think we've secured a date. We just got to get all the details ironed out, and then I will officially announce it. But I would just say for now, keep the evening of Tuesday, November 21st, so a couple days before Thanksgiving, keep that evening open. You know, it'll be early, so if you have plans to meet up with friends or something, you know, I'm thinking like a five to eight, five to nine kind of window. So uh, we don't have to stay out too, too late, especially since, you know, I'll still be getting up early the next morning. But uh, keep that date in mind and we will see if we can get everybody together, at least as many folks as we can. And this will not be the only one that we do. This is just the first one that we will do. So uh, we'll talk more about that as we iron out the details, but that's kind of what we're targeting for right now. All right, well, we can target conversation with you at 508-996-0500. You can also send us messages, text messages via the app chat feature on the WBSM app. Or if it works easier for you to record a voicemail and send that on over, you can do that using the open line feature and we will put that on the air. As long as I can, you know, preview it ahead of time during a commercial or during the news because we just can't, just can't play whatever you send in. But I thought today, so there was a very interesting article by Grace Ferguson at NewBedfordLight.org. And as they are following along with the housing crisis in New Bedford and some of the changes 
that are going on with housing in the city. There's an article today titled Transit-Oriented Housing Development Tests New Bedford's Plan for Neighborhoods Near Train Stations. Now, if you remember, we've been talking about these for a while. These transit-oriented developments are areas that would be built around where there's public service, public transit service. And so that's with the intention here in New Bedford of building it around where the train stations would be. And the idea of these transit-oriented districts is it would be an area where people wouldn't need to own vehicles because they could get everything that they need nearby. So these TODs that have been built in other places, there's been an emphasis on walking, on public transportation, on bicycle use. So the idea is that these neighborhoods would have what you need around them. So you would be able to walk to the store and get groceries or ride a bike and get groceries or... You know, if you need to get a haircut or some other things. Yeah, you're probably still going to need to make a trip out to Walmart like once a month. But then the idea is that you would take public transportation, whether it be the bus or an Uber or something. And or what you would do is as you were taking the train back from Boston, when you are working there, you would, you know, stop somewhere where maybe there's a, a Walmart from a short distance from the train station. I know where they are building the train station in Taunton. If I have the spot right, you would be able to walk to Target from there. So there's options for the people that live in these TODs. But the the problem is in order to build those places, you know, and to make it work, they have to be densely populated small areas. So there's, there's, there's going to be a lot of housing in a very small geographical area, which, again, the city needs the housing. But then when the developers who want to build these projects go before, and this is, I want to be clear here that I'm not saying that the Zoning Board of Appeals is trying to stop this development. The Zoning Board of Appeals job is to uphold the zoning laws of the city, the zoning regulations of the city. And the zoning regulations of the city require that there be two parking spaces for every residence. Which, you know, when you think about it, makes sense. You got to think there's probably an average of two cars per home, per residence, per apartment, whatever. So they require that there be two parking spaces Per residence. Now, if you've ever been in the near north end, in some of those streets that run between Ashley Boulevard and Cushion Avenue, there are not two spaces for every residence. But these are coming from a time before they put this rule into effect so that they wouldn't have. So I'm basically using that to kind of illustrate what they're trying to avoid. Because you're also going to have businesses in these transit oriented districts where people are going to want to park. You know, if you get to a certain stretch of a Cushion Avenue, all of those parking spaces that are supposed to be for residents on those side streets are all taken up by people that are going to the bars. And it's not just a Friday, Saturday night thing. It's an every night thing. And I know people that live over there, they complain about it. So 
you're going to have that same issue, but with businesses, other businesses, and I'm sure there'll be bars as part of these transit-oriented districts, so you'll still have that issue. But that's, that's the idea, is that they're trying to uphold those regulations because New Bedford is not a city where the average person says, I don't need a car. I can get to everything that I need. But what I find interesting about this, and caller, I'll get to you in one moment. What I find interesting about this is so many people lament the neighborhood days of this city. They lament the days of when you, everything that you needed was in walking distance. When you had your neighborhood grocer, when you had your neighborhood uh, bakery, when you had your, you know, your neighborhood barbershop or beauty shop and you could walk to everything that you needed to. And you might have to walk, you know, five or six blocks, but you could walk. You could get to everything that you need and you could kind of live in this isolated little world. And I hear so many people lament those days. And yet here is projects that are trying to bring back that same feel, that same mentality and strengthen those neighborhoods. And people are going to stand in the way of it and say, well, that, that won't work. So interested to get your take, 508-996-0500. That's how you can reach me. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Morning. How you doing? Good. I, I, I don't know what world people these people are living in. That They actually think that, you know, I'm going to give up my freedoms to drive my car or my truck. It's not, it's not that they're giving up a freedom. It's just that they don't need it. If you move into a place where you don't need it, you don't need it. I'm going to need my truck for the rest of my life. As far but as that's, but that's how you live your lifestyle. Right, but it's a, we're in a world now where transportation is key to everything you want to do in life. Right? You strive to get a driver's license when you're 16 years old. You, you take pride in, 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 in owning your first car. Not everybody. Uh, well, I mean, for the majority of the people, for some, yeah. for some people, it doesn't matter. For some, I know. I mean, I know people that choose not to drive at all. Well, that's you. I mean, I, that's that's that's. You may know Scott. I, I don't know. Well, you're, you're trying to take the way that you want to live your life and applying it to everybody that would move into but these neighborhoods. That's here nor there, Tim. What I'm trying to say is that. Well, you, no, you, not, you called in. You called in under the guise of that they're taking away people's freedoms by building these houses as if they're forcing people oh, to live in them like they're concentration camps. With people, the people that are trying to think up these ideas, they're living in like fairy tales. No, they're not. They're taking things that have worked in other places and trying to apply them here. Sure. Look at Los Angeles. Look at Boston. Look at Chicago. Densely populated cities with public transportation. And you still have two to three hour rush hour waits on the highway. Yeah, from people that have, don't live in the city driving into them. Yeah, you still have city traffic where you're waiting half an hour at a light. You know who's not waiting okay. in traffic? The people that live in those neighborhoods and work in those neighborhoods. Right. But you still have, what I'm trying to say is you still have congestion. You still have this isn't, issues. This isn't designed to alleviate that. This is designed to give people a place where they can live where they don't need to have a vehicle. But what the hell is the point in, 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 in making these communities if there's still going to be densely, uh, if there's still going to be traffic everywhere? Because you need housing. People need a place to live. Yeah. Why do we need, a, why is there all of a sudden this big push on housing, Tim? I wonder why. 
I don't know why there are so many homeless people that don't have anywhere to live. Why are there people that can't afford the rents of where they're living now? Are we going to tie in the illegal immigration population? No, because that that we just that we just got in uh, that we just got bombarded with over the past year. You don't need to because housing isn't was an issue before that. Right. Housing was an issue before that. I wonder why. Like Like I said, again, because we had covid. Okay, the spike in covid. Everything went up. Inflation went up. Inflation goes up. People have to raise their prices on everything. Okay, you 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 explain explain to me, okay, how you can have inflation on something that grows out of the ground, right? I don't think you understand what inflation what inflation is or how economics work. I don't. Mm -hmm. Why don't you explain it to me? You don't. So. My idea of inflation is when I'm looking at the price of, let's say, a pumpkin that's growing out of the ground, right? That was 49 cents two years ago, and now all of a sudden it's doubled in price. That's not inflation? Do you think that that pumpkin just magically appears out of the ground and then shows up in the store? Or does somebody have to bring it to the store? Does somebody have to pay for the materials to grow it? These are all the things that affect the the price. I'm talking about the pumpkins at the orchard growing straight out of the ground that I'm going to pick myself. Well, they have an increased cost, too. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's all due to inflation, Tim. They I, have to have, they have to. You just, to you, you throw it around like a buzzword. You really do. No, I, no, I don't. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, it's, it's. They have to. They have to raise the price on different things to compensate for the prices that were normal. So, so what does that, any that of that? that was, what does any of that have to do? I know that that's your pet peeve that you want to talk about every day. But what does that have to no, do no, with no, whether no. or not people want to move into these neighborhoods, and and they're being told that we can't build these neighborhoods because we've got to have two parking spots for everybody? Well, how about just the fact of we, what developer is going to uh, be able to afford to build a whole brand new community? There's developers in, that are looking places, to do it right now. In places in places that that are um, poverty stricken, okay, where people can't afford like like let's say New Bedford, right? Who can afford to move into a thirteen hundred dollar apartment right now? Raise your hand. I think there's a lot of people know, that could afford there's a lot of people that could afford that rent. I think it's when you start to get into, you know, the two thousand plus for three bedrooms, I think that's where you start to run into an issue. And, and, and that right there proves my point, Tim, is that it's normalized now. A $1,300 rent is normal to people. It's like, oh, you know, $5 for a gallon of milk is normal now. $3, uh, $4.89 is normal well, now for eggs. It's like, it's not normal, Tim. It's not normal pricing. You, you, do, realize really that, you do realize that prices always go up. Right, but not, not that much in, in, in that short of a, t- of, of a period of time. It's not, you know. I, I, I don't think that you're historically prices, accurate with this. Usually prices go up, Tim, right? Let's say every year prices go up, right? And when I used to work for a corporate company, I ain't going to name the name, but when I used to work for a corporate company, we used to get prices, uh, um, uh, cost of living raises every year. And that would usually tackle the cost of inflation, okay? I talked to a few buddies of mine that still work at that company, and I said, are they, are they giving you guys raises again. Oh, they're still giving you guys cost of living raises. And he goes, John, they're not giving us the raises. Like, you know, we used to get, you know, 50 cent raises. It'd be like, oh yeah, that's great. Now it's like, 
they give us a 50-cent raise, and it's like a slap in the face because how the hell are you going to afford? That's not even going to pay for your taxes now with everything else that, that you have to pay for that's raised. It's crazy. It's craziness. I'm going way off topic, Tim, but to, to you know, just touch on that, I, I, I don't think that those little communities would work, honestly, in, in today's day and age. All right. Well, I'm going to hold you. I'm going to hold you there because I got another caller. I want to squeeze in before the break. And thank right. you for the call. Have a good day. And uh, let's go to this call. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Hi. Good morning. Tim. How are you doing? Anyway, I was uh, wanted to say something about the train. I was in um, the Family Dollar at Kings Highway yesterday, mm-hmm. and um, in front of me was a guy who was working on the train, and he um, said it'll be ready by springtime. Yeah, they had to push things back. They said probably the first rides will, you know, the regular service will start in the summer, by the beginning of the summer. And then he said they made bridges and different little things for the turtles. He was telling me so. Oh, that's very nice. They can survive. I mean, I think that there's been a lot of concerns about the wildlife because some of these tracks haven't been used in a long time. But also, this has been going on for a couple of years, so hopefully the, the animals have kind of learned, you know, to stay away from these areas. I didn't ask him where he was from, but he was getting, like, some food. So he maybe he's from out of town and he's staying in a, a hotel or something, huh? Uh, I mean, maybe. Maybe he was just hungry. Yeah, but the workers that work on that, you think they're from around here? I don't know. I don't know who's working for those particular companies. I would think that there's probably a mixture, but uh, I'm sure there's folks who... You know, as especially the higher ups, they probably go from project to project and and work on those in different areas. Well, he was American. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that that doesn't matter. But I mean, he was. Usually, sometimes there's foreigners. You know, okay. he was a full, he was full blooded American. I can tell you that. All right. Okay. Okay. You have a good day. You too. Bye. And uh, we are going to take a break here because I'm up against it. We'll be back in just a few moments. You know, whether you need new windows or an entry door or a kitchen or bath remodel, Precision Window and Kitchen, they are the clear choice. And that's not just a window pun. They are the clear choice. They're a full-service home improvement company that does it all. They can replace all the windows in your home. They can replace a single window. They can simply repair a broken pane of glass. No job is too big, no job is too small, and they will come to you and complete your glass or screen repairs too. There's no need to bring anything to them. Uh, If you need some vinyl siding on your home, especially as the winter's coming, and you want to make sure that when spring comes, all you have to do is get out there with a hose or a power washer and hose off all the stains of the winter, well, they can put vinyl siding up on your house for that. Maybe you want a new roof put in place before all that wet winter weather comes our way and starts putting extra stress on your already fading and falling apart roof. They can replace your roof too. Again, no job is too big. No job is too small. Precision Window and Kitchen. Stop by and see them at 1111 Cushion Avenue in New Bedford or visit them online at precisionwindowandkitchen.com and they'll come out and give you a free quote. Precisionwindowandkitchen.com. All right. Let's go now into the newsroom with Ariel. 
National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says U.S. forces will be postured appropriately in the Middle East over concerns the war between Israel and Hamas could escalate into a wider conflict. Kirby says there's been an uptick of rocket and drone attacks by Iranian-backed proxy groups against military bases housing U.S. personnel in Iraq and Syria. The Pentagon plans to send more air defenses to U.S. air bases in the region. The House is hearing from eight candidates for speaker as the race enters a third week. A speaker forum was held Monday night to hear from those who filed to run with an internal election today. Pennsylvania Representative Dan Muser dropped out Monday night. And Vice Chairman of the House GOP Conference Mike Johnson says it may be a long day. Former President Trump's civil fraud trial resumes in Manhattan today following a COVID delay with ex-lawyer Michael Cohen expected on the witness stand. Trump's former attorney is expected to testify that nothing happened at the Trump organization without the boss approving it. Cohen and the former president have been on the outs since Cohen told a House committee about hush money paid to porn star Stormy Daniels. New developments in the 2002 sniper shootings that terrorized the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Lee Boyd Malvo appeared in a Maryland court yesterday by video. The hearing was about his resentencing and how he'll be transferred from a Virginia prison to one in Montgomery County, Maryland. The 38-year-old was 17 when the attacks left 10 people dead in a span of just over three weeks. A Southern California school district's policy to notify parents if their child wants to identify as a different gender is on hold. The Democratic State Attorney General is suing the Chino Valley Unified School District, alleging the policy discriminates against LGBTQ students and violates privacy rights. A judge issued a temporary injunction until it goes to court. Negotiations between SAG-AFTRA and Hollywood Studios are slated to resume today. Management had halted the had halted discussions earlier this month. Union members are asking studios for better pay, protections against AI, and residuals from streaming and more. In sports, the Patriots are flying high after earning their second win of the season. New England will be looking to earn back-to-back victories for the first time this year when it visits the Miami Dolphins this week. And the Pats played the Dolphins in the second game of the season at Gillette Stadium, but fell 24-17. New England is now currently last in the AFC East. The Celtics are gearing up for the start of the regular season. Boston will open the year against the New York Knicks tomorrow night at Madison Square Garden. The Celtics have made several key changes to the roster since losing in the Eastern Conference Finals. And the Celtics also acquired Kristaps Porzingis and Drew Holiday while losing Marcus Smart, Malcolm Brogdon, and Grant Williams. And the Bruins are on the verge of tying a franchise record. Boston will have the chance to match the start of the 1937-38 season when it visits the Chicago Blackhawks tonight at United Center, and they are seeking their sixth straight victory to begin the year. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Don't worry about it. Don't get hung up on it if it's not working. Little malfunction with uh, with the weather this morning. <laughs> I'll tell you, right now it's 45 degrees and partly cloudy here in New Bedford. Perfect. <laughs> huh? 
I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Get breaking news alerts, stream audio, send us text messages, and get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com. Back in 508-996-0500. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How you doing? Eh, not bad. Probably better than I should. <laughs> um, so the cost of everything has gone up. This, this, this fantasy that things are not. I mean, so my my rent is sixteen hundred dollars a month. That's that's what I collect for rent. Mm-hmm. Um, now what? My, what? What is? My, what, just to give us some context, what is that for? How big of a of a space? Uh, it's a pretty large three bedroom apartment. Okay, yeah, that is pretty good for a three um, bedroom. Yeah, it is. And, and you know what? My tenants are happy to have it. It's, you know, they they looked for a long time before they came to me. Um, but my homeowner's insurance in the last seven years has doubled. My taxes doubled. Water, sewer doubled. And those are going up. And my electric bill, because I've got a public meter that covers the hallways, outside lights, basement, that's more than doubled. That's gone up more than twofold. So just to maintain the property, you know, it, 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 there's no choice. You don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. You know? So it, it, these guys are delusional. Like, you, you want to talk about a farm. I mean, you still have to cost average what, it, what that farm has to generate in revenue per square foot. Pumpkins are freaking expensive, yep, because you're going to pay a mortgage. Well, and, pump, pump, and pumpkins are something that, you know, it's, you're going to pay a premium for them anyway because there's something that you can only get for a small portion part of the year. It's not like it's a, it's not like it's a huge crop, so you're always going to have to pay a little bit more than them than, say, whatever the inflation rate is of some other produce. Right, I'm, not, I'm not specifically speaking about pumpkins. I'm right, just right. saying in general Per square foot, land has to produce a certain amount of revenue to cover the expenses. It doesn't just exist. I mean, that's that's not how this works. Right. Um, that's and that's my thing. Is like I, I can't I imagine know. somebody who is going to think that you can have the same rent that you paid in in, in two thousand two that you'd be paying so, it in twenty twenty three. So I work in New York, and I have a very very good friend of mine who's um, he pays for parking. Right. He's got an indoor parking garage mm-hmm. that he, he utilizes that's and he says this is cheap that's 850 dollars a month yeah i mean i can't imagine paying you know lives, what i pay for rent for a car 1600 on park ave for parking wow 
So when I when I was speaking, I just, this conversation just came up because he just bought a new car, and they I guess because it's a it's a larger car, they increased his parking fee at the garage, and he was just telling me that was this week told me that it was uh, eight hundred and fifty dollars a month. That's wild. So you know everybody wants to live in a big city. Get ready because you're going to pay like it. You know you want to live in an area where you can walk to the produce market. That that apartment or whatever it is, condo, whatever it is, is going to come at a premium. Right, and and that's what they're talking about. They're talking about building it for people that want to pay that premium, about building yep. it for people they, that want to live in those to. types of neighborhoods. Correct. Yeah, but they're going to have to. They, that that's going to come at a premium. Um, you're not you're not going to have walking distance to produce and all these other things where you can just kind of exist without a car. You're not going to be able to afford a car if you're paying that kind of rent. Yeah. So, all right, Tim. All right, a, thank you. Day. Have a good one. Bye. So, I, I mean, I know people who work, who live in the city, who would live in a neighborhood like that. And I say live in the city, I mean live in New Bedford, who would live in a neighborhood like that and would pay the premium for those types of services, except that's not where they can, you know, they can't find that type of, of housing. They can they can move into, say, uh, Wamsada Mills, but where are they going to go to get all that stuff if they don't have a car? You know, they're still going to be paying. So for them, they're like, well, if I'm going to, I need to live somewhere where I can walk, I'm going to go live in an $800 a month apartment as opposed to an $1,800 a month apartment so I can get to the things that I need to. And now that's taking an $800 apartment away from somebody that could use that, that can't afford the $1,800 apartment. So you, you'll, you'll get some of these other housing units opening if you have these, these neighborhoods. My question here is not whether or not we need these transit-oriented districts. My question is whether or not we need to, and if the zoning board, of appeal, the zoning board needs to remove that restriction that says that there has to be two parking spaces for every place. Because the question here isn't, do they need the parking? The question is, if we waive that, they build the housing. Are these people going to start showing up with cars and expecting to be able to park them there when they didn't account for that in the development of the neighborhood? That's that's the question here. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, good morning, guy. How you uh, doing? Good show this morning. Thank you. Hey, um, I just got notification in the mail. I don't know. Um, I, uh, a lot of people out there must participate in the New Bedford Electric Aggregate Program. Well, I know I'm signed up for it. It saves you. Uh, a couple of cents um, on your electric rate per kilowatt. Mm -hmm. Well, I just got noticed because of all the state's mandates about renewable energy that um, prices are about to go up 50% now for the uh, generation of electric. I'm not talking about the delivery aspect of it, but the actual generation of the electric we all use in our homes. Right now, uh, if you're part of the aggregate, uh, New Bedford aggregate program, uh, you're paying about ten and a half cents uh, per kilowatt. Now, with the new mandate going into effect this winter, uh, December actually, uh, we're going all the way from ten and a half cents to uh, almost sixteen cents per kilowatt. Um, I'm not a, a math specialist, but my accounting—that's about forty-five, fifty percent more on uh, our electric. I hope everybody's ready for that. Well, and I've been seeing some uh, some press releases that have come from some of the local communities uh, discussing the same thing that their you know their their programs are still happening, but that you can expect to have an increase in in what you're paying. So I think it's you know it's happening everywhere. It's not just in the city. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's just New Bedford. I think it's a Massachusetts-wide thing because um, uh, the, the state mandate is so much of our electricity has to be renewable. Like, I believe, what, for this, for this winter season, it has to be 59% renewables. And by the time we get to next year, that's going to go um, a little bit above 60%. So as the years go by, that's just going to keep climbing. Well, it's uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. I wish I could tell you off the top of my head how many kilowatt hours I use, but prob- uh, probably average, more than I need to. On average, uh, like um, when the AC is off and uh, I don't need the little space heater, about 300, mm-hmm. uh, give or take. Uh, now, if I have the AC or the uh, little space heater plugged in, uh, you can double that easily. So that's going to be a big expense for anybody on a fixed income. Our seniors, you know, or in, in the uh, disabled people out there, but um, who are probably uh, yeah, the folks, even, probably the folks that are signing up for this program for sure, yeah. Well, yeah, because if you um, don't sign up for the New Bedford Aggregate, EverSource apparently will be now. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but EverSource Basic will be charging uh, almost seventeen cents per kilowatt. So you do save some money with the aggregate program, but to go from ten and a half cents what it was uh, throughout most of COVID to now it's going to be about 16 cents. That's, that's a big climb. All right. Well, I thank you for the hey. call and for the information. Hey, have a good one, guys. You okay. as well. And uh, we will take some more calls. Caller, hang on. I just got to take a quick break. We'll be back in a few moments. Let's go right back to the phones. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Not bad. Uh, jumping on with that, the last caller talking about electricity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked it up as soon as he said something uh, in regards to where we get most of our or how our power plants are powered. And in Massachusetts, according to the NEA, which is the uh, Nuclear Energy Institute, uh, 76% of power generation power plants are powered by or fueled by natural gas. And when I look at the, the the cost of natural gas right now, what the what the price is, it's dramatically lower. So, the power or the fuel to power your power plant, seventy six percent of them are are fired by natural gas, and that's a lot cheaper. There is no reason why it should be increasing because so, the so cost. You, of you think fuel, it's a bit? You think it's a bit of a shell game? Absolutely, especially when the majority of your, your bill is delivery. You see, Massachusetts, they, they regulate the price of uh, power coming into your house, but they only, ca- they only regulate, as far as I know, uh, they only regulate the actual price per kilowatt, not the delivery charge. Right. So if you, you, if you literally only have one light bulb going two hours a day, and it's an LED, and you're not using any kilowatts, you know, one kilowatt a month, your your uh, your bill could still go up a lot and cost a lot because they're going to charge you a bunch of money to bring that one kilowatt to your house. Which is where that, a lot of these, these programs help you with. They try to help you with uh, bringing down some of that delivery fee. Right, exactly. There's no... When I when he, when he said it's going up fifty percent, I just shake. I was just shaking my head. I was like, "That's that's insane." There's no reason. The cost of generating electricity 
or at least the, the fuel side of it, which would probably be the majority of the cost of generating electricity, is at like 2010 uh, gas rates. There's no reason for it. It doesn't make any any sense to me. And in regards to, I, I, I didn't catch like your, your previous um, segment, what you were talking about before. I kind of caught a little bit where I was talking about housing. Mm-hmm. This gentleman was talking about uh, being a landlord. Um, yeah, I, just like a- anything else, he was talking about farms and, and how everything has to, has to produce an income per square foot. You see that even in commercial, right? You, you rent out, you lease out a store, they charge you per square foot for the lease, and you have to generate X amount of dollars above your lease uh, per square foot in order to stay in business. It's part of the reason why so many companies have been downsizing when they've had more people working from home because they say, well, what do we need these big, impressive offices for if there's going to be nobody in there to fill them? We're not, there's no production coming out of the square footage. Yeah, you're 100% right. You're going to see a lot of consolidation uh, on the commercial side within the coming years, I think. Um, I don't know if the, the, the gentleman was talking about rent control. I don't know what... Well, we were talking about these transit-oriented districts that they're, they're going to be... They want to put in around the, where the train stations will be, and there's a developer who's looking to get a a um, a variance on the zoning rule that says that you have to have two two parking spaces for every residence. He's trying to say that we don't need that if we're building one of these TODs because people are going to be coming here to live without a vehicle. Okay, so they're only going to go back and forth on the on the train. They're not going to have to get around and well, the, and walk around. The idea with the transit-oriented district is that it has you know what you need all around you and then you'll make other you know if you have to go to walmart or something once a month you make other arrangements to get there but you don't you don't need to own a car uh to be able to live in these neighborhoods okay uh, i mean i can see his point um but most people have two cars you have most people have two incomes so everybody needs two cars and that's you see what i'm saying like, and that's that's the zba's the argument yeah yeah what happens if the other person uh, is not using uh, the, the the rail at all. And, and what happens if one day the rail's not working because we know up in Boston that never happens, right? That the rail, uh, the transit, the T's never down up in Boston. We've never <laughs> right. heard of that. Nah. Yeah. So what happens if that's the guy has to call out sick? You know, the woman has to call out sick. Oh, sorry, the train's not working. And I only have one car because I'm only allowed one parking spot. Yeah, there's, there. I mean, there's still a lot to be discussed, and I, and I think that's something that they're, they're going to go back there and do. I just got to hold you there because I got to take a final break for the that's hour. Him. But thanks okay. for the call. And uh, we will take more of your calls coming up uh, in the next hour, 508-996-0500. We'll be back after this break. All right, welcome back. And we only have about a minute here before we're going to be going into the news. Uh, when we come back on the other side, we can talk more with you at 508-996-0500. You can also send those app chat messages on the WBSM app. I have a few that I'm going to read when we come back from the news. Still time to get yours in. And if you've never used the app chat on the WBSM app, it's super easy. It's just like texting us and then we can read it on the air or we can reply to you. It's one of the many, many great features on the WBSM app, which is brought to you by our friends at South Coast Towing. If you download it now from your app store or from WBSM.com,